Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 12th of October. Today, what deals might get done before the AFL trade window closes, the NRL set to score some Dolphins in 2023, and why the Socceroos are on the brink of history. But first... Australia has spent the better part of the last decade falling in love with the Matildas. The flex kindly here for Carpenter. And speed and Sam Kerr on the end of things. Australia with a goal, 10 minutes in. Strong showings at World Cups and Olympic Games. Tournament victories in the Asian Women's Cup. The Matildas have well and truly earned their spot in the hearts of Aussie football fans. But the shine is coming off our Golden Girls. With 150 caps for Australia, Lisa Devanna is one of our greats. But her triumphs on the field masked years. She now reveals of torment off it, sexualised bullying from when she was a teenager with the young Matildas. Those explosive claims from retired Matildas veteran Lisa Devanna last week rocked the sport with Football Australia handing over responsibility to Sport Integrity Australia to investigate the claims of Devanna and fellow former Matilda Raleigh Dobson. And now the team itself and the stars who currently wear the green and gold have weighed in. The Matildas playing group released a statement yesterday in response to the allegations of a toxic culture. And while the statement did all the right things, acknowledging the seriousness of Devanna's allegations and welcoming the independent review, there was one thing missing. Nowhere. I mean, nowhere in the collective statement or in the individual player's personal statements does it say that anyone believes the allegations made by their former teammates? And given that Dobson and Devanna in particular spent a fair amount of time playing with some of these current Matildas, it seems strange that the stories could be so different about the culture in the women's game. I think it's fair to say that this situation is going to get worse before it gets better. The clock is well and truly ticking on the AFL trade period, with the window of opportunity for clubs to wheel and deal players ahead of next season set to close tomorrow night at 7.30pm. And, for all the pre-window excitement, there hasn't really been that much business done. And now another potential deal is off the table. Rory Lobb's manager, Colin Young, is adamant tonight the Lobb deal is dead. It is dead in the water. He says it is off given the size of the deal from GWS. Now, I've just spoken to Colin Young. He says it's off. As far as I know, there is no coming back from this. These deals don't come up very often, and I thought it could be a win-win for all parties, but we just couldn't get it done. Yes, Freo Ruckman, Rory Lobb's potential return to his former club, the Giants, officially no longer on the table with the two clubs unable to come to an agreement. But the Giants could yet still play a key role in the final 36 hours of the window, with the Bombers interested in acquiring Giants small forward Bobby Hill, who has requested a move to Victoria to join Essendon specifically for family reasons. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Only problem is, the Giants don't particularly like doing business with the Bombers due to a sour deal that happened last year, and they are looking at other Victorian clubs to get a possible deal done. Except stinking dolphins. Dolphins? Yeah, they think they're so cute. Oh, look at me, I'm a flipping little dolphin. Let me flip for you, I know something. And the dolphins are set to flip their way right into the NRL in 2023. 
to momentous day for rugby league here in Brisbane with the Dolphins finally being the preferred candidate over the Bombers and also the Firehawks to be this 17th franchise come 2023. $70 million and a nursery that rivals any in the NRL is big reasons why they're going to be so successful and why the Dolphins were the right choice by the NRL. Despite no official announcement, Channel 9's Ben Dobbin broke the news last night that the Redcliffe Dolphins will become the 17th team in the NRL from 2023. Last week, Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman Peter Volandis confirmed that the competition would indeed be expanding, welcoming in the first new team since the Gold Coast Titans joined in 2007. And now that we know that the Dolphins will be the new team, I guess the question is, who's going to be the coach? Well, there's been no formal discussions had yet, but a 20-year relationship between the CEO, Terry Reader and Wayne Bennett bodes very well to see Wayne Bennett return and obviously be the inaugural coach of this proud franchise. Okay, so now we know that the Dolphins will be the team. We probably know that Wayne Bennett will be the coach. And in a scorecard exclusive, I can reveal the 17th NRL team's new club song. They call him Flipper, Flipper. And while the Matildas are fighting to hold on to their special place in Australian hearts, the Socceroos are looking to solidify their place at the top of world football. Here come Australia. A couple of minutes left, trying to seal the deal. Karacic into the box, and it is 3-1. And Mitch Duke just jabs it into the back of the nets to seal the points for Australia. Last Friday night's win over Oman made the Socceroos not just Oman beaters, but world beaters, setting the record for most consecutive wins in a FIFA World Cup qualifying campaign ever. The win against Oman was number 11, but can they make it 12? When we find out, Australia go up against Japan at 9.15pm Eastern Time and a win will not only extend their record run of wins, but will go a long way to locking down the team's spot at next year's World Cup in Qatar. And that is your fast, fun hit of the sport for Tuesday, the 12th of October. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.